Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Casual Creatives. We are here with Amy from Paru Tea Bar and Lacey from Apotha Beauty. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you and for thanks, us. Of course. And thank you for having us. Pause. <laughs> like At your event just now, it was awesome. Got to thank learn you. about what you two do and how you benefit the San Diego community. I know we just attended the flower revolution tea blend and essential oils workshop. And I think it was so awesome. Thank you, Amy, for letting us know about this. It was such a wonderful experience. Thank you. Um, learning more about tea and essential oils and mm-hmm. just like how you guys came to collab. I think it was so was- great because I never would have put the two together. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I guess before we get into that, um, kind of introduce yourselves and tell us, what it is you two do, aside from what we just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am Amy. I started Paru Tea Bar as I sort of, sort of started as a creative means, but I also wanted to um, bring a tea community to San Diego. I know San Diego is known for its coffee and its beer, but I think something <laughs> yes. was a little bit missing, and I couldn't find that. So I, um, yeah, decided to start something of my own, and and had the blessing of collaborating with such wonderful businesses and people like Lacey and it's been a wonderful experience. Yay. I love that. Yeah. My name is Lacey. Um, thank you for having me. Of this course. is so cool. Um, <laughs> I actually started my shop just about a month ago across the street. Um, and it really was just designed to be a platform for other uh, creative females who needed a space to showcase their natural skincare lines or nail care lines or whatever it is that they were making in terms of beauty. Um, I also created a skincare line called Beauté Nouveau that I wholesale and I sell through online and um, direct to customer. But I also wanted a shop that could showcase that as well. So um, I've been in San Diego for over 20 years and I love it here and I've seen it grow and change tremendously. So I just felt like this was a great time to have a physical brick and mortar where people could come and actually try natural skincare and makeup and color products that they have only really been able to see online. I love it. So how did you two ladies meet? And then how did you kind of come up with this idea to create this workshop? So we, it's actually kind of a funny story. I was looking for a space to do a pop-up and uh, I found the Little Black House, which is where the workshop was hosted. And I had met Angela and she runs the Little Black House. And um, she had emailed me after we had met and I was thrilled about the space because it really fit uh, what I wanted and she told me about Lacey who was looking for a uh, like a, a tea pairing with her essential oil so immediately when I read that I was like hi Lacey my name is Amy and I just reached Aww. out to her so and Lacey just even though I didn't meet her yet I, she just gave me such a great energy through her email that I was like oh this is gonna be like a fun collaboration I love that that's yeah, really awesome. It was totally, you know, I mean, honestly, I would say, like, just be kind to everyone because you never know who's going to connect you and what your next adventure is going to be. And Angela sent me an email and was like, I just met somebody named Amy. She's amazing. She makes this incredible tea blends. Like, you have to meet her. And then, I mean, we emailed each other probably that same day and just mm-hmm. got this going. That's such great timing. You're, like, yeah. manifesting it with a tea <laughs> workshop. Exactly. And here she is, uh-huh. just landed yeah. on your email. Yeah. amazing. How long did it take for you guys just to like put everything together, the concept, and we met quickly and just yeah. kind of got it done? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we matched like energies really well. Of like, hey, we need to do this, and we both mm-hmm. you know had to prepare um, prepare our 
<laughs> Little Italy problems. There's airplanes <laughs> flying by. It's all good, guys. Yeah, we both had to prepare kind of like on our side, kind of like what I wanted to get through with kind of the tea blending exercise and then lately what she wanted to get through with kind of like the flower elixirs and the intentions of the workshop. So, um, but it just came together really naturally and yeah, it, was, it was a great uh, workshop, I would say. Yeah, probably a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, a couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. You guys have great energy. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys were talking us through and just feels like you guys have known each other forever and it felt really cozy in this space. Oh, and it just radiated. Oh, yeah, to everybody. Oh, that's, that's how mm-hmm. I felt when we were sitting here. I loved it. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like you two talking about energy and like how every little thing and being an intentional, especially, that's something that we learned recently um, to be intentional with everything that we do, especially our business, because we came together individually just as friends and started collaborating on this project, on this podcast, and we want to turn it into a business. And it's one of those things where it's like, how do we do this, though? So as female entrepreneurs, like how, what was your process like kind of getting your business started? Because that's something I know a lot of us kind of find challenging. So I, yeah, I... I've actually moved around a little bit. I originally from LA, then I went to school in Orange County, then I moved up to San Francisco, and then moved back down to LA, and then landed myself in San Diego. <laughs> so I always actually wanted to start my own business, but never had the nerve to, until I actually moved down to San Diego. And for some reason, I kind of felt like, oh, there was like a collaborative community that I was be able to kind of like get my reins on. and. Yeah, I, it wasn't an easy process. It wasn't like overnight. I decided, hey, I'm going to start my business. <laughs> it took a lot of time, a few weeks, like moping around a little bit, like, oh, what should I do? Mm-hmm. But so, And I think kind of sort of just one day, I was like, I really have to do this if like I really wanted to feel happy and fulfilled like in my life. So, Good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, both my parents are self-employed, and so I've always watched entrepreneurship uh, from birth basically and so it was always very natural to me but again like you said it takes that time and that (laughs) the nerve to be like okay and I really found that my propeller was when I was driving to work and I kept telling myself just get through your day same here same here yeah yeah, like just get through it and I realized like I don't want to be on my deathbed and think I just got through my life Mm-hmm. You know, I want to feel like I had a really wonderful life that I, I created. And whether it's up or down or hard or easy, like, it was it was my intention and it was my responsibility. So I started this realistically 10 years ago and also worked part-time and, you know, sort of tried to balance getting out of working for somebody else and working for myself 100%. But honestly, I'll be very blunt in the fact that I... I literally think I start my business over every single day because Mm. every day is a new challenge and it's a new learning experience and there's something that you had no idea that you were going to have to do and people always say like why don't you have a set schedule and I just can't imagine how I would possibly create a set schedule over a business that's so ever changing Mm -hmm. so I feel like we're we have this mindset of like I have to start and I have to set an end goal and I have to work towards it when realistically it's like little tiny micro goals every single day that eventually are going to build into something that you really have no idea what it's going to turn into. I mean, I had no idea I was ever going to open a path of beauty. I mean, that came out of nowhere just super quickly. And so 
I mean, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially females, who are like, how do I do this? You know, and it seems this like giant mountain you're climbing mm-hmm. when really it's just like mm-hmm. little foothills we have mm-hmm. to consistently get over. And I mean, never ending marathon. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you've heard, uh-huh. you know, you think you get a great website going, and then three months later, you're like, oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, have to go, I know. <laughs> oh that's gosh, what we that's do. Our struggle. <laughs> and and I don't think it's ever going to end. Yeah. You know? yeah, you kind of think you get into like a finish line or a goal mark, but then somebody comes in like, oh, wait, you maybe you just, like, need to go another way, and then you start like a new track. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, or you, you create something that you think is going to really land and people are going to really love yeah. it. And then the thing that you really didn't put that much energy into that you thought, like, nobody's really going to like that. That's right. what people like. like <laughs> 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 yeah. So you have to be flexible yeah. and adaptable, too. You just really have to put yourself out there. And don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. That was something mm-hmm. I learned <laughs> really early, which is almost impossible to do, but you try. Those are such great tips. I'm like, we're like, like that sink in. But because um, <laughs> I know a lot of people are transitioning out of like their full time job while running their side projects and passion. What kind of kept you going when you were like in that in between phase of yeah. being your own business? Well, I was fortunate in that I am a career makeup artist, so I could do a lot of freelance work. Mm-hmm. So I could work for um, companies as a freelance, or I could work for myself doing freelance. So I did a lot of weddings, I did a lot of editorial shoots, um, collaboration shoots, um, so I kept myself going that way. So it, it is nice if you have something that you can do on the side that you can craft your schedule around, but that was my, my saving grace, basically. Okay. Yeah, and if you ever want to jump into something, like, always save a little bit of that money to keep yourself afloat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you wrote yeah. that on your website. Yeah. I read that, and I was like, that is so wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we tend to Definitely. forget about that part, mm-hmm. financials and everything like that. Yeah. It's yeah, really important. Definitely. That's probably, like, probably the hardest struggle is your own, starting your own business is yeah. just to keep yourself up financially. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely. Yeah, just be smart about that. Okay. Good tip. Yes, yeah, we tend definitely. to forget about them. We get really caught up for create and create. We don't really kind of yeah. think about those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how will you earn money? Very good question. Especially when you first start out, you know, yeah. and that's kind of like, um, that's kind of like what I'm starting out because I don't have a full product line that I have pushed out yet. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. it's that time where it's just like, oh man, I really need to get it out by tomorrow and have all these sources of like income and sales. But you know, you just really have keep put keep that as a motivation for you to believe in your own business too. I love that. Yeah. As far as collaborating, because I've mm-hmm. seen you do so many collaborations just on the like community space here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, who is this person, you know? So <laughs> I know that you yeah. said that you started this fairly recently uh-huh. and you've landed yourself into many doors, including that collaboration with you and yours, uh-huh. kind of infusing your tea. And yeah. how do you, like, what was, I don't know, like, what is the biggest challenge, I guess, like putting yourself out there? Because I know for us, um, we work on the back end of things and we land collaborations. I can't even speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because as bloggers, people usually reach out to us to either Mm -hmm. attend events or review a product or something. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, the other side of it where we want to actually turn this into a service-based business together. Mm -hmm. 
um, where we create content, we manage social media and things like that. So how do you put yourself out there? And you're like, hey, I'm Amy, and then I'm doing a tea pop-up, you know, and I don't know, I feel like that's so scary. So how do you get over that that fear? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, so when I first started out, I had no idea if people were going to be receptive to tea, <laughs> you know, but it, I just decided to, like, wait, let me just create something I really like, and it started out with pictures. Like, yeah, if I tell people I like tea, well, people imagine, you know, the grandma's tea or something. Not that it's bad, but... Yeah. <laughs> so I started out with my pictures, and then I sort of started creating my website, and then kind of, like, my brand, and I think that had translated visually to people of you know of course if I'm reaching out to them they're going to check out your stuff Mm -hmm. and that's so important nowadays with technology people can just look you up really quick have your website ready have your Instagram have your Facebook page and I think when I reach out to people they kind of you know do a little bit of research about me and they're like oh wow I love your aesthetic I love your design and um, I think by word of mouth too if I hear people coming like, oh, I, you know, my friend tried your tea and I wanted to try it too. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like, if you really believe in your product or your service, you guys are providing a service, it'll really translate into kind of like the caliber of people that want to work with you too. So just kind of present yourself confidently in that way, you know? Exactly. And I think too, to speak to your point, it it is the energy that you put out that you will resonate with. You will attract who you should be working with. And you just have to really believe that. And if somebody doesn't respond or doesn't connect with you, then that's usually because you're not an energetic fit. And it's not necessarily going to create what you want it to create mm-hmm. anyway. It's better to be a little bit more um, specific in what you're looking for instead mm-hmm. of just trying to do everything. You know, because not everybody is going to be that perfect client or right. connect on that level that you want them to. But that one person is going to, and then that's going to create this whole ripple effect of other things. And I think just, like, not losing your confidence and knowing that, hey, I'm going to reach out ten times and one person is going to connect with me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's like going to a networking mm-hmm. event. You could There could be a thousand people there and you probably meet three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just sort of the normal odds. And, you know, like you said, create something you really love. Like, be true to yourself, really be clear as to what that is, and don't waver. Like, be flexible and adaptive, but really be your own self. Like, I started because I made what I like, and people Mm -hmm. liked it. Not everybody liked it, but the right people liked it, and then it grew from there. So just, I mean, really, your craft, your art, whether it's a service or a product, just be true to it, and whether you put yourself out there or not, people are going to come to you. Those are such good points. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about not taking it personally. And it's a two-way street. If you're not a good fit, you can't really just force yourself. And then that customer, that base, wouldn't be your ideal one. Either way, going down the line, you want to cultivate a community that really Mm -hmm. resonates with your product, even if it's just one person out of 10 people that you reached out to. Yeah. Yeah, to keep that in mind. That's that's so... Such good advice. Because yeah. we tend to like get caught up with like, oh, no one responded. Mm-hmm. No one likes my stuff. Where are they? But there's, they're out there. But I think it takes time to yeah. really find that match with what you're putting out there with your energy. And, and managing your expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely had like a moment this week where I was like, 
I did an event last week and there was 20 people here. And then mm-hmm. in the beginning of this week, I was like, oh, we don't have people. <laughs> and I was like panicking and Amy was like, it's fine. Like, calm down. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And then towards the end, like, you know, I realized like, okay, I was tired and fearful and had expectations that were completely based on something else that were not based on this newness and you know you have to check yourself and realize like okay what are you basing your expectations on and who is that person that you can go to to be like okay help me walk myself through this and be realistic and I mean you were definitely that for me and it was very (laughs) helpful. Yeah I was just like oh no well let's like oh wait I definitely I had totally understood like what Lacey went through too because I had kind of like a crazy weekend as well but I was like okay well let's just kind of create a plan and move forward and you know see what we can get and not just like totally um like give up in that way because it is like our first like workshop and I think it just turned out wonderfully yeah and I had to come to the realization of like okay get back to normal (laughs) Take, take a quiet moment and realize like it's not about how many people come it's about who comes and what happens while you're there but, I mean, even, like, as a self-employed lady boss, like, there's nobody managing me. There's nobody being, like, okay, <laughs> you know, slow your roll or this is how you need to think about it. So to um, just also be realistic and mm-hmm. give yourself a break. I think that's the biggest thing for us is because we have our 9-to-5 jobs still. Then we have our separate vlogs. Then we have so many other things that we want to do that what what inspires you or like what is it during like how do you guys take a break because for us like for me I need to like completely just disconnect Mm -hmm. for a whole day I know like the whole month of October was pretty rough for me just because work took over my life and I couldn't really focus on my side projects and I felt I was doing myself a disservice for not creating but I realized that I needed to take a break and really just wait until that inspiration came back and it wasn't until like a few days ago that I finally got that back so how is it that you two ladies kind of take a break and I know that you you have this business now and you have a a store inside James Coffee which is so beautiful we were there earlier today (laughs) and um since you two are running this business like how do you take a break and like what is it that you do to kind of like regain that kind of like motivation that's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a good one for that answer. <laughs> um, well, for me, sometimes I I do work myself into a bit of a tizzy. Uh, but there are days where I wake up and I'm just like, wow, I feel like not doing anything right yeah. now. And then I just actually lay in bed for like a few hours until I kind of get that motivation back and be like, hey, I really need to go walk my dog. <laughs> so, so I'll yes. just go out there and well, kind of take a break. Yeah, so I just need to go out and take a break. <laughs> Um, and then that kind of puts myself into perspective too and and I always think to myself hey if I really want my business to grow and if I really want to keep doing what I'm doing I really um, need to you know work on things either it's you know testing recipes or actually answer emails reaching out to people like all of that can be mixed up and it doesn't have to feel like work all the time too because I have fun like when I'm you know blending teas and that's kind of like a relaxing part but then you're at the same time you're kind of working too mm-hmm. so you can kind of like figure out that balance um and also like taking trips and stuff so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm not a good one at taking a break I just will be honest I'm I rarely take a break um 
I think it's just because I've conditioned myself and I've taken so much on mm-hmm. that I just feel like I have to constantly like keep up with things. But I will say that the more you do, the more you train yourself. And it seems like what you're doing isn't that much because you're so used to it. Like it's like yeah. a stamina thing, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you, you build up to it and then you, like you said, I'm, I love it when I'm in the kitchen making something mm-hmm. like that is my Zen moment, even though it's hard work mm-hmm. and I go home like yeah. awesome. dirty, covered in oil, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's not a pretty scene and I'm like tired and my muscles ache, but I just feel so invigorated by it, which sounds crazy because I wore myself out, mm-hmm. but I feel like alive and I get yeah. my best ideas and it's the days that I'm like toiling around doing nothing that I'm like oh I just wasted so much time but I think also for me I have to schedule things like I have to schedule social time or I just won't do it if it's not right in front of me right then I won't do it but if I have somebody being like no I we made plans you have to be here I'm like great I'll be there <laughs> so that's how I do it that and like once it's like seven o'clock I do nothing like <laughs> Nothing. That's awesome. so cool. I know. I just realized. I'm like, self-care is so important when you feel yes. like out of the funk. And sometimes we push through thinking it'll make us feel better, but it totally doesn't. It drains you even more. Mm-hmm. And so I think like a couple of weeks ago, I literally did nothing. It felt awesome. <laughs> that's totally I fine. TV, I watched yeah. TV with my dog yes. and it was yeah. amazing. And I felt very refreshed afterwards. Yes. And Netflix with your dogs. I wow. know, right? Dogs make so everything better. But yeah. I think it made it made me feel better too. Yeah, just taking that break because before I would try to just take a break whenever there was time, Mm -hmm. but I always forget to schedule my time for myself too, Mm -hmm. and that's productive even though you're not technically really doing anything, but it's so important just for the overall process and like your mental health and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, when you become a lady boss, like you almost like take on this whole new lifestyle. Like sometimes even for me, self-care isn't necessarily taking a bubble bath. It's getting my laundry done so that I'm not stressed out the next day because I have nothing to wear totally a a task and a chore it's like that preparation that gets me to the next Mm -hmm. place where the next day is going to be amazing yeah so you know it's kind of a shift in your thought process too like what is a break Mm -hmm. it's probably different than when you didn't have all these things yeah that was deep very thankful (laughs) yeah seriously Oh. <laughs> I was like, let that sleep for a little bit. That was a tea pot. Oh, oh, yeah. By the way, you guys got that tea pot. It's ruined over here. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so since we had this workshop and you got to talk about your teas and then the elixirs. Let's talk about your favorites. So, actually, my uh, my favorite tea I think I had mentioned in the workshop is the Earl Grey Lavender. And it's just like such a great uh, mix together that I, th- I think you guys I should yeah. I had some mm-hmm. it to you guys okay. that you can make it into like a great like milk tea as well and it's just so calming and soothing and yeah I think anyone that's tried my Earl Grey Lavender that their mind blown so yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is really our minds good. are blown yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we tried it it's delicious it's, it's really relaxing and it was like the perfect like pick me up I was like wow yeah. I mean, we had like every other teacher. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard not to try them all. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, my favorite essential oil. I I really love all of them. Um, I could say that there's probably some that I don't enjoy versus like having a favorite one. I think that's just personal preference on palates, you know, like the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I love about essential oils is that a they're becoming so popular and people are 
interested in infusing them in their lives mm-hmm. and realizing that something doesn't have to be a strong chemical in order for it to be powerful or helpful in terms of health or outside your body. And one of the things I learned a long time ago is that, you know, there's very common chemical structures. Like if you, if, if a scientist or somebody takes a chemical, there's an actual drawing. Now there's a, like a diagram of mm-hmm. what that looks like molecularly. And if you take an essential oil, the diagram is crazy big. Like it just branches off into all these different ways. And they've actually become so complex that there isn't really words to describe what those pieces of the diagram does. So they're so powerful, we don't even have language for them yet, which is a really interesting thing to think. You know, we think, oh, we're so modern, we're so civilized, we have an explanation for everything, and Mm -hmm. science is so fast-paced. But really, there's still things that are accessible through a flower that we don't even know the power of. So that is why I think that they're really exciting. And then when you compare them mm-hmm. with, A, two lady bosses who are doing, <laughs> you know, their their art, their craft, mm-hmm. and making it available to people, and then you add these other elements in, I just think it's really um, connective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, do you think you guys will be doing any more workshops in the future or any fun plans with that? It was so fun. That's <laughs> I was so fun. Yeah. What's so funny because... The look on someone's face when they're fully engaged or also very bored is the same. So when you're doing a workshop, it's sometimes hard to know if people are, like, really bored or, like, really <laughs> into it. Hopefully we didn't look too bored. We weren't bored at all. I was trying to be attentive. Yeah, we are trying to be attentive. Like, like, okay, I'm going to scale back on all the tea knowledge because I can probably talk a lot. No, I loved it. I <laughs> more. I thought it was so great. It was, it was pretty fascinating. So cool. I would love to do more events. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I think I was whispering into, like, Lisa I was like, hey, we should do this. Yeah, we should do that. It's like, like, ideas. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Sparking in the yeah. backdrop. I know, we wanted to learn more about tea and essential oils. We're like, this is perfect, this combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind totally. of like knocking two birds with one stone yeah. and getting to like meet you ladies and like learn more about your business and kind of how you guys are building this community in San Diego, offering these types of things because like we wouldn't know anything about it if we were just to like walk in mm-hmm. to a path of beauty and just be like, so <laughs> where do we begin? Wow. Yeah. Where do you begin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's really just like the story behind like kind of the project exactly. that that me like being a business owner and kind of making my own product I feel like that's just so important nowadays too well San Diego is such a unique market in that there are so many female creatives and we are so supportive of each other and we want to do collaborations I do a lot of business in like San Francisco Portland Mm -hmm. Washington and it's it's just a different feel my mom has a business up in San Francisco and she comes down here and she's always like, I'm so impressed and inspired by how everybody comes together here. And, she, you know, she just doesn't seem to feel that same vibe where she is. I've been in San Diego for, I mean, since 1996 and I've seen it become very different. And I've seen the number of female creative entrepreneurs just exponentially grow and connect with each other. And it's, I think San Diego in general is a place that, fosters that like we're committed mm-hmm. to creating that as a overall group which is yeah. unique and different definitely definitely very empowering so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt that I told you felt that when you two were talking and sharing the passion that you have behind what you two do and mm-hmm. like bringing it together so that we can have a piece of it was so much fun and very inspiring and motivating. I was just like, well, like now I can make my own tea and then feel pretty awesome and create with this elixir in it. So, 
that's why I kind of like reached out to you guys. I think that you know you were when I met you at my pop up. I was like, oh, you guys are kind of like also brewing creativity on your own, and I thought this would kind of be like a, a perfect w- workshop for you guys to kind of interact and then kind of like interview us like yeah. at the end. So it was nice. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. 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 It was great. So, I know. Thank, Thank you. you so much yeah. for reaching out. It no was problem. amazing. I'm so happy we were able to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because on the flip side, as a business owner, if people like you don't come and support and engage, we really have no purpose. You know, I can make as many <laughs> jars of cream as I want. You can make as many tea blends yeah. as you want. If nobody wants them, yeah. we just have a lot of tea and face cream. <laughs> yeah. you know? so, it's so yeah. important on the whole cycle. Mm. Definitely. So where can we find you guys online, on your shop, where people can find you or listen or connect with you? Yeah, yeah. so um, the best way to follow like my pop-ups is on my Instagram. It's Paru Tea Bar. And uh, I will be launching my e-commerce website in the either this month or early next month. And so, um, yeah. Yay, that's so exciting. That. Yeah, I'll make big announcements there. So. Yeah, amazing. Um, you can find me two places, uh, either through Apotha Beauty and on Instagram is the best place. So Apotha Beauty on Instagram. Um, and also to follow my skincare line, it's Beauté Nouveau, which is the French spelling for new beauty. So it's beauty with an E instead of a Y and Nouveau, which is N-O-U-V-E-A-U, which is also kind of an interesting like connection to the word beautiful with the E-A-U. Um, that's the best place to follow me as well. Oh, and also the shop. Is <laughs> yeah, yes, like, hold on. I was like, she has one more. There's the <laughs> shop. The shop is right across the street. It's on India two three five five India. It's a great little store in its own, but everything that we carry in the store is also available through our website too. If it's easier just to click, click. Yay. <gasps> Amazing, and we'll leave all that information in the description so you guys can mm-hmm. access it mm-hmm. and visit online and in person too. Yeah. And thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was such a great yeah. workshop. Yeah. And getting to kind of talk deeper about what we just experienced was a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys. Yay. Yay. <laughs>